Yo, Frank. Alright. Ah, fuck, I fucked up. I fucked. I made fun of you, and I'm not ready. Oh, God damn it, I'm all man. fucked up. Oh, man. Hold on, man. Let me just plug this in and see if this works. This fuck! Unbelievable. I waited, Dude. Over, waited over an hour for this show to start, folks. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Here's the thing. Yeah. Let me let me explain my day for everybody. I wake up at 3:45 oh. in the morning. 3:45 a.m. Hold on, dude. Have you heard about this USB soup C shit? Let me let me get this out of the way here. I wake up every day here at 3:45 in the morning. I edit the show. I put it out. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Put the show out at 4 a.m. Okay, that's. 4.30, sometimes 4.45, you see... Yeah, yeah but that's 6 o'clock on the East Coast, baby. Come on, we don't even care about your time. Sometimes it takes me a little longer because I have to uh, edit out <coughs> certain phrases, uh, choice words, if you will, from certain co-hosts. Lots of facts. So, so, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> then I work no, all dude. day. I race home. <laughs> I race home through traffic for 45 minutes. And then I... Even though every day I ask Mike, Hey, Mike, send me some clips. Send me a news. Send me one news clip. We go through six clips a day. Send me one. Meet me. Just one. Don't even he meet me halfway. I don't even want halfway. Get me. Get me twenty percent there. Okay. No. 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 Not even a clip. And uh, so I get home. I put together all the clips, and then I'm waiting. Mike. Hey. We're doing the show. What's going on here? Getting a show on. Showtime. Yeah. Not even a response, folks. Not even a response. No. Just a complete. I'm not. Better things respond. to do. Better, you know. <laughs> he's busy. I guess he's busy. You know, his time must be occupied. His time must be worth fifty-four dollars an hour. You know. So that's the story of uh, supposedly. You know, typically we start it. I like to get it going. Maybe four thirty. I I aim for four thirty. Mountain. Mountain. Giving yourself a lot of leeway with there with the mountain, you know. That's a feat in itself to get it's a couple that hours. taken care of. Top nah, of dude, I apologize, man. I totally forgot today was Tuesday. I, I forgot, I, uh, you know. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Amazing. I got I got drunk, and then I was like, "Yo, I'm ready to go." I thought I had everything ready, but then I totally forgot I had this new cable for my iPhone. Which, uh, can I shit on iPhone for a minute here? Please, yeah, I'm, I'm all for What that. kind of fucking asshole, what kind of fucking asshole refuses to adopt the USB-C cord, right? Like, no, nah, we're going to have our own charging cord. But now you give me a cable with one end iPhone and the other end for the USB-C thing, so that I have to have a special plug for it now? That's right. Oh, you fucking asshole. Where are the... <laughs> the best you could come up with since Steve Jobs left? Is we're going to make some cord that nobody could use? You fucking assholes. Oh, man, it's all Jesus. about how, how can we nickel and dime you people who are spending $1,000 on a phone and another 1500 for the watch? <laughs> right? We'd like to screw you just a little further. Now you're going to buy this $20 cord, and then guess what? When you go to plug it in, it doesn't plug it in anything. you got to buy this $10 adapter. <laughs> Sucker. And by the way, is it a high-quality, good product, something that'll last for a long time? No. No, this no. thing will break. And you know what? I don't even know if it works because it did, I, I couldn't even get all the accessories together. Yeah, Apple nailed it. Congratulations. I think they're doing, uh, a, you f doing a great job. Fucking assholes, dude. <laughs> so now I'm $30 in the hole, and I still can't fucking connect this iPhone to the charger while I'm running through the microphone. All right. Yeah. Thanks, iPhone. All Thanks, right. IPhone. Yeah. Good times. But 
Great old. The upside. I, uh, the reason I'm late. I'm sorry, everybody. I was uh, I was at our parents' house, man. Up up in the AH, up in the Heights. Yeah. Wow. Future home of the Chicago Bears. Future home of the Chicago Bears. Our parents live in Arlington Heights. That's good uh, stuff. All right. Well, yeah, it was a fun t- fun time out there visiting the mom. And you made you made it back. Survived. You survived. <laughs> I'm actually more worried about going to Arlington Heights than Southside Chicago because I'm a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Better watch so, your back, man. Cover up those bumper stickers, bro. You know. <laughs> oh, I had to take down all American flags. <laughs> That's right. You got to swap out your American flag with the Ukraine flag, right? Is that and the, yes. your girlfriend just became a boyfriend, and you know I'm now dating Derek. He's a great guy. <laughs> you just tell everybody that so you can make it through. And that's how it goes in the in the Arlington uh, <laughs> in the village, the village of Arlington Heights. In the village, uh, how are the people of suburbia, man? Are they happy? Do they got the signs out? Are they stoked for the midterms? Are they? Really Dude, gunning no, for JB? I'm, I fucking I can't believe you brought that up. Not one sign, bro. I didn't see. <laughs> you know what that makes me think? Because for those that don't know, when you grow up in Arlington Heights, every election is nothing but lawns full of Democrats. Oh yeah. So the fact that there's no Democrats means you people are voting Republican. Absolutely, <laughs> or not at all. Maybe just maybe not at all. And here's what. I remember distinctly from growing up in the suburbs of Chicago is you didn't just get the one sign, right? You didn't just get the, uh, the Pritzker for governor or let's even go big. Let's say you didn't just get the Biden for president. No, you got every election happening down ballot on that Frank, lawn. Two, two years Literally. ago, it was like Mendoza for comptroller. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What the fuck is a comptroller, dude? You go past dude? a house in Illinois in the suburbs, man, they literally, they'll have the lawn covered and every oh. single person running that you can imagine. It's fantastic. No Republicans. No Republicans. Ha- no half the people they have signs for usually don't, <laughs> they're running uncontested yeah, races. That- <laughs> That's how bad it is. Like, that's not even a joke. Um, when I go, when I go, when I go vote next week, I promise you, half the people are uncontested. It's just Democrats. Oh yeah, that happens quite, you know, quite often. Um, good thing you're you're showing up to vote in person. That's that's good. I'm sorry, I keep thinking about it. You know what? What do I got to do? I'm sorry to think two years. I'm just gonna run against one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> I bet you, you put an R next to your name, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get some votes, right? Yeah, maybe, or maybe even nobody runs against you. You might be the only guy on the ticket, and you're like, fuck. How now funny I- would that be to win a, an office you don't even know what it is? That's got to be how half these guys got into politics. That's what I'm saying, dude. I think I just fucking stumbled onto something here. You know, my whole life, I stumbled into being a soldier. I stumbled into being a plumber. I think I'm just going to stumble into being a, po- a politician here. I think that's how they all do it. Is that just life? Yeah, well, you're, it's either that or you're a power-hungry nut job, and, you know, you'll mm. stop at nothing. Like, um, what's that goofball uh, American psycho out in California? Gavin Newsom, that freak Gavin show. Gavin Newsom. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that guy didn't stumble into it. He was, like, eight years old, like, I'm going to run the world, looking in the mirror, you know? So they got no signs up in the lawns in Illinois. I am seeing nary a sign here 
in the uh, burbs of Colorado. I, wow, yeah, your place too. I didn't That's see right, anything. Man, nothing. Dude, and it's, it's we're a couple weeks out, man. Ooh, we're you should close see to signs. The Not even that, man. Did you see the polls over at five thirty eight? They've shifted even further to the right. <laughs> Dude, you see how they will not put the Senate more than 50-50? They will not push it towards nah, the Republican. today it went to 51. Oh, they did? Yeah, two hours ago it went to 51%. Oh, my God, dude. I was literally dying because yeah. they had to push those parameters <laughs> oh, so hard like it was to neck get and that neck. shit to stay 50-50 that was, long, dude. It was, it was literally the neck and neck. It was two drafts. That's how long this neck and neck was, man. Like, come on. You guys are stretching this thing. That's you are stretching this neck and neck, sir. Someone's <laughs> winning here. Come on now, just admit it. We all know it. We can all feel it in the air. We all know your shit is biased towards one giraffe. So if they're <laughs> neck and neck, come on. No, it's uh, they couldn't hide it any further, and so now that they, I feel so like, now they have both in favor of Republican. Yeah, yeah, it's 81 wow. in favor for the House and 51 in the Senate. And it's only going to further go right. Oh, I saw 83 in the House. Oh, sorry, yeah. You, no, no, you might be right. It just yeah. gets worse and worse every day. I forget what the numbers are. <laughs> Dude, I do think above 80 is terrible. Look, I can't even get that out of Bears game. Is <laughs> <laughs> that kind of odd? You know? uh, they can't hide it anymore. It's pretty outrageous. Um, and I, I have a feeling, again... We'll be chatting about this next week, and it's going to be probably further down the road. Uh, Point-wise, let's say, you know, in 538, 538. They're so biased, and they, they literally use all the most biased left-wing uh, leaning pollsters. And, oh, absolutely. You know, they even, yeah. I read an article on their site a few days ago about how, like, you know, why there aren't as many pollsters and why everything might be wrong again. You know, it's like they're already, <laughs> they're already licking their wounds, and they haven't been beaten yet. You guys suck. It's pretty sad, and uh, they're finally, I think, waking up to it and warming up to the idea of what's happening here. And we are a broken record with this, Mike, but uh, it's the economy, dude. This <laughs> That's all that matters. Here, here That's we, all that matters. Oh, this is beautiful. Here we go. Now to our new poll, which pinpoints the issues likely to determine who controls Congress. Congressional correspondent Rachel Scott has the details. Good morning, Rachel. Hey, George. Good morning. Well, our latest ABC News Ipsos poll asked voters what is the single most important issue to them this election day. Take a look. The economy and inflation topping the list. When you add these two numbers together, <laughs> you get 50% of registered voters who say the economy and inflation is the most <laughs> yeah, important. 50. And this is exactly why we are seeing 50. Republicans really zero in on this issue in the final stretch, especially in critical states like Nevada and in Arizona, where the state's inflation rate there sure, is higher than the national average. Bro. Republicans are making a play out west. Democrats are on defense. And the Senate races in those two states are neck and neck, George. And Rachel, what about abortion? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go back to our latest poll here. You can see that about? abortion does rank third. 16% of registered voters say that this is a <laughs> <laughs> But even more than that, you have the majority of Americans 
A little over 60% of registered voters say that abortion should be legal in all or most cases. That serves as a sharp contrast to the restrictive abortion, abortion measures that we are seeing sweeping the state. Nobody cares now, about abortion. Now, abortion will be on the ballot in five states this November. California, Michigan, and Vermont will be measures to protect access to abortion. Montana and Kentucky will be measures to restrict access, making this midterm election even more consequential, George. No question about that, Rachel Scott. Thanks very much. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, thank Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> wow. Wow. Abortion. Whew. Hot topic. Ab abortion came in third at 16%. <laughs> yeah, that means there is no third. People only care about the economy. It's 50%. <laughs> Nobody fucking cares about abortion, dude. 50% of people's concerns have to do with how badly the Democrats fucked up the economy. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what they don't mention is that, listen, if you're getting 16% that say abortion's the biggest problem, right? Yeah. You're not counting the 7% that want you to totally ban it. Wow. They, there's wow. 7% that think abortion's the biggest issue because it's still legal. Wow, that's a great call, man, honestly. So, so on yours, you're looking at like... Eight, maybe nine percent of the population cares about what you actually care about right now. What you guys <laughs> spent ninety percent of your money on. Yeah, ninety percent of your ad money was spent on abortion. That's nobody fucking cares. That's dude. their number one fucking topic: abortion and extremist terrorists. Uh, Shouldn't your number six. one topic be how good we're doing? <laughs> right. Since you're in charge of everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Look how we got you out of Afghanistan. Nope. You're not even allowed to talk about that, actually. <laughs> we'll pull you off YouTube if you talk about it. Yeah, just YouTube now because we can't control anything else, apparently. On Facebook, but nobody's on Facebook, so <laughs> fuck. Oh, oh man, we're not in control of anything anymore. Damn it. <laughs> how do we censor information? Facebook might as well be MySpace at this point. <laughs> it pretty much is, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like hooker it's like hookers and your grandma. Those are the only people that use it, you know? They must have something that has replaced it, right? I can only assume TikTok is the new Facebook where the government is behind collecting your data. Yeah. The government's got to collect your data somehow, Mike. Oh, they're collecting your data. Dude. Yeah, they you think they're just in. They got full full range nonstop. <laughs> of just... course, dude. <laughs> of course. All right. Well, I'm okay with that, you know. I'm glad you are, because even if you weren't, nothing you could do. Nothing, nothing I could do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, that is an insane clip. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, so we've listened to a few of these recently. Um, there was one from like way back when, um, what was it, Morning Joe, and they're talking about the economy and how the voters are all over the place, and then the host every time is like, well, now this is crazy. What about abortion? You know, like, <laughs> how come no one's talking about abortion? We talked about abortion for two months straight, you know? And it's like, yeah, but nobody paid attention. <laughs> no, dude, nobody cares. Just like, did you notice another thing missing from their list of people's concerns? Ukraine, nuclear oh, war. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Nobody talked about it, huh? They, I wonder what that list rated is. They screamed at us about nuclear war. And Mike, where's that dirty bomb, bro? What happened to... Uh... Uh, nothing oh. but clean bombs. <laughs> That's right. Where, <clears throat> Where's the strategic tactile missile uh, missiles we were warned about? Like, okay, it's gone. <laughs> the tactical nukes? Yeah, yeah. nukes. <laughs> Look, here's my problem, man. 
You guys yeah, spent. What are you guys doing? You you spent a, you spent two months scaring the piss out of everyone over climate change. That didn't work. Then you tried nuclear war. That yeah, didn't work. Right. Here we are, two weeks before midterm. What's the number one and number two concern on people's mind? It's it ain't nuclear you war. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not COVID. Nuclear? What nuclear war? I, I couldn't tell because I couldn't. I can't even afford my cable right now. So. <laughs> How am I going to worry about a war in Ukraine that I can't see? People can't even afford their electric bill to fucking nuke their fucking food in their microwave, man. <laughs> Dude, never get between an American and his hungry man. <laughs> now you've started World War Three. You know? Oh, man. I find it so funny that, like, literally it was doom and gloom, Armageddon, nuke war, climate change, a little bit of both. You know, take your pick. And, you know, hey, what's scaring you the most coming up in two weeks? Well, really, it's the economy. (laughs) 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 I could care less about this nuke war and this climate change. It's not the nuclear war, not so much the triple-demic you guys talked about. Right, the hurricanes, Uh, the drought, I could care less about, you know. uh, Drought, yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. Where's Greta Thunberg? Is she all right? And I'm okay. Uh, It's the economy. Yeah, I love it, First man. First and foremost. That's, uh, that's... Well, dude, when your retirement drops 20 fucking 30%, you're like, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, when your 401k is just dropping? For sure. Uh, man. Yeah, market is uh, free-falling this past year. I, I saw mean, a great no meme where it was like a, ba- a kid uh, fairy with his dad fairy. <laughs> so, like a Tinkerbell thing. Oh, know? yeah, sure. And it pointed at the kid pointed at Joe Biden and said, "Every time he's what do you say? Every time he says he doesn't believe in f- inflation, uh, someone's four hundred one k dies." <laughs> <laughs> but dude, it's like so true, right? It's true, and you're, there's you're no- killing our retirement future. You're, you're killing the future of of a whole generation here. Yeah, Mike, and there's no amount of clapping that's going to bring back those four hundred one k's. Okay. That's the that's the scary part, and you guys are acting like that's what it is. That's and I right. think that's why that shit rings so true. It's like you guys literally are living in this fairy tale land. Absolutely, that's pretty you know? wild. And seriously, uh, how blind and deaf must you be to pose the abor- abortion question out there? Like you're looking at the number just as the rest of us. You clown. Sixteen <laughs> percent. It should have come out of your mouth. More people are concerned with irritable bowel syndrome than fucking (laughs) abortion, bro. Get that off the fucking menu. And by the way, 16% abortion beat nuke war. What an epic failure the nuke war fucking threatening was. What an epic failure. And COVID. And COVID. And and climate change. The trifecta of scare, of uh, fear porn, dude, of 2022. Epic failure on the media. So abortion is more important than COVID Ukraine. And what was the other one? (laughs) Even I forgot. (laughs) We had climate change. (laughs) Climate change. It's so forgettable. Uh, COVID and uh, the nuke war with Russia, which by the way, Mike, all of those are racist, so we got so many problems, you God. know, involved with all the. <laughs> oh yeah, we should just burn this country down, start over. Did you notice another thing? It. Didn't make the bill there for people's concerns <laughs> heading into the racism. 
not a huge problem on people's plate this year. You know, no one seems overly concerned about St. George Floyd or his like, you know, getting stepped on around the around the block here. That doesn't seem to be a problem. Not a lot of protests. Dude, you, dude, you want to hear the funniest thing that ever happened? Is uh I was talking to I read I found this article. It was from um like 18 or 190 1908. All right. Right. Yeah. eight was kind of a peaceful time, not a lot going on, right? Maybe, yeah. I feel like we had some sort of thing going on. Did we? I don't know, but continue. That was before things started kicking off. All right, I dig it. Point is, uh, in times of peace, you know, in times of like when there's not really a lot going on, you got to look for problems, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you know, sure. do you know what one of the articles was? <laughs> no. <laughs> How the biggest threat facing America was the melting glaciers. hey this article is written in, right? Oh, yeah. Funniest part is I'm telling it, I'm talking about it with mom, dad, and Nona. And Nona starts laughing and she starts talking about how when she was a little girl in Italy, they scared them with climate change. Wow. In the 1940s. Yikes. All right. And then how she was like, she remembers going home to her dad on the farm and telling him how like the world was going to end and they're not going to have any water. Oh, it's beautiful, man. Isn't that amazing? That is, uh, so it's been proven to be the best way to kind of just control your scare population, kids. man. You scare kids with it. You scare the kids. And I think it's just a numbers game because you're always going to get that doubt in that kid, right? And how many of them are going to be able to convince their parents? As long as you can get a couple, you know? And you really don't even need them to convince their parents. You just need them to believe it long enough to then teach their kids. Right. You know? Yeah, and then their kid grows up, and she goes up what on stage. What did I tell you know? about Afghanistan with the counterinsurgency? It's these, like, multi-generational plays that are the scariest. Right, yeah. Because I don't even care if you believe me. I don't care if your friends believe me. I just need one person to believe me, and then I need them to teach their kids. I'm going to go after the next generation, right? Kids are always supposed to be the dumb ones and the you know the ones who believe they are in dumb. Shit. They're inexperienced. But our right? problem now is the adults are dumb kids also, and they're believing. Oh, they're the dumber. Bullshit. So now we have fifty-five-year-old jackass kids that are believing this stuff. Oh, you shouldn't have sixty-year-old Democrats. That's the sh- you should have you should have learned by now. I know, but the fact right? that socialism doesn't work—it's stupid. <laughs> You know, right? It sounds great when you're 18 and you got nothing. Yeah, everybody should give you something, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But when you're the 60 year old living in the suburbs, you should be like, "Yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> Go earn it." Because <laughs> you don't want, you, know? you shouldn't want anyone taking your shit. That should. Be <laughs> well, they've convinced these people. Like that's one thing that really kills us about me about our parents is they're they're they have been convinced by the party that they're going to come after the wealth of America and dis- and equally disperse it amongst the poor but they're not coming after their wealth right oh of course remember the big thing you said the funniest thing i ever heard is bernie sanders speeches always went after millionaires until he became a millionaire 
That's right. Now he only talks about billionaires. Oh, yes. Just change the you letter. Know? It's very smart. Just change the letter. <laughs> my point is, like, you guys are sitting there in Arlington Heights. Are you rich? No, you're not like the wealthiest people in the world, right? But once they're done with the billionaires, they're going to go up to the millionaires. And once they run out of millionaires, guess what? You're next. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I think um, in the modern playbook for the youth, they, uh, you know, the Antifa maybe region of the uh, youth, they, they're anti-what? Like, home ownership. They think everything should be burnt to the ground, right? Burn it all down, yeah. These people are, yeah. uh, they're anarchists, man. They don't, you know, they, these are the ones burning down buildings in Portland and setting up the uh, Chaz up in Seattle, you know? They don't know what anarchy is. Well, those things weren't funny. The funniest thing I ever, dude, if, if you're riding public transportation to go protest for anarchy, you're an asshole, right? Because yeah. what are you doing on this public tra- transportation? Right? I thought you believe in anarchy. <laughs> That's right, man. Right? Yeah. You think that subway is going to run when your government takes over? Yeah, well, dude, pro- these kids now are retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, do you know what I mean? Did you catch you guys? Your- literally, you guys literally go to Walmart and Target to buy all the clothes you need to disguise yourselves so that you could hop on a train, right? Public transportation sure, and ride yeah. to this place where you're going to protest the man and the corporations oh everybody that got you to this point it's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid did you see uh those two chicks uh lady fella girls that threw the soup on the on the van yeah. gogh yeah. did you catch that article i sent you from npr no, I don't think I read it. I hate NPR articles. See, Mike, you got to do it. It's for the, you know, it's got the juice, man. I'm telling you, this is the good stuff. Uh, yeah. So I kind of just uh, dismissed this whole thing. Uh, here's the, but then when I got into it, I really enjoyed the uh, opening part of this. And this is the modern day protesters now, Mike. This is who we got. This is the youth. And uh, they want to tell the adults what we're doing wrong with this planet. And so, um, this is the activist who threw soup on a Van Gogh says it's the planet that's being destroyed, right? Not the Van Gogh. I mean, did Van Gogh destroy it? No, and so it's very strange. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. I wanted to check it out. I only read uh, a bit of the interview. She's, she's um, bratty, <laughs> as you would expect. But yeah, the guy cut off his ear, man. Can't we just... And the painting, uh, not harmed, yeah, by the way, it's covered in glass. Of course they are, dude. They These never hurt the painting. You think idiots. they're just going to leave that painting out in the open? You see there's people gluing their hands to the ground on streets, and cops are just ripping them off. Oh. <laughs> dude, I got to tell you, you get in front of me in traffic, I am running you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you I am believe. not stopping, dude. You think your little fat <laughs> ass is going to sit there and stop this street, dude? <laughs> Have you noticed that never happens in street? You don't see that shit in Chicago. There's many places you don't see it happen, I noticed. <laughs> you try that, dude. Guns are coming out. You try to block that shit here, dude. Yeah, people are choosing the right spots to do this at. Climate change. This is... So... <clears throat> this, uh... Hold on, though. Here's my biggest gripe, right? You guys are blocking traffic, right? You're causing this insane traffic jam. We're now trucks and cars and everybody. everybody's going to sit there and idle and just burn fumes into the environment. Yeah. You're killing the environment more with your protest. Sure. You fucking idiots. Yeah. I mean, you accomplish (laughs) nothing. 
Nothing. Nothing, absolutely. And uh, look, there's a lot of dark paths we can go down. If you want to be true to your uh, saving the climate environmentalism, if you think we are the problem, you could start by eliminating yourself Frank, from the. What from happened to the, the good solution? old '90s where you went and fucking you know some f- himself in a tree 300 feet in the air? Like nobody cared. You weren't blocking. Tre- you know what I mean? I still got to work. You know. Three reporters showed up, did a thing yeah, on you. Like Everybody that. knew your point. Guy it was great, there. right? Guy in the tree. That was good stuff. I'm down it's with that. It's good stuff. Yeah, man. I'm down with that. Go, All of you, go lock yourself in a tree, sit there. We'll get your point, right? Let's bring back Guy in the tree. I think everyone can get behind Guy in the tree. Get out of the, get out of the street. Get out of the street. Get in, get in the tree. So for the climate, for these protesters, uh, worldwide, and the chick who threw the uh, soup on the Van Gogh with her friend, uh, I just um I was very intrigued by just how they f- start the article. I'm not gonna go too deep, <laughs> but you're just gonna really you're gonna love this, Mike. I, I picked this just for you, sir. This is specifically for you. Okay, and here's how NPR is gonna introduce the world to uh to this young lady. Okay, Phoebe Plummer has recently gone <laughs> viral. Are you ready for this? Phoebe yeah. Plummer has recently gone viral, but they're not interested in being popular. They're more focused on helping stop climate change. And so Are they I, using they for the one so person? I stopped right here and I thought, oh, is Phoebe Plummer a group? <laughs> like, is this like the climate change, like 12 monkeys? You know, like, it's is the, this... It's the business, Phoebe Plummer. That's what I thought. Is this like the club, uh, like the anti-climate change club, and they call themselves Phoebe Plummer? That was... Oh, right? So, Phoebe... Phoebe, you know, Phoebe Plummer's gone viral. They're not interested in being popular, Mike. They are more focused on, you know, helping to stop climate change. Okay, I get it. But wait a second. Who is this group? It goes on. Plummer was one of two climate activists with the group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it's making sense. Yeah. Plummer was one of the... Uh, so, that, so that fed dyke is going by they? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're putting in the yeah. article. So... How confusing to open this article like that. They're, they're so writing stupid. it so confidently that the reader is going to jump right in with the uh, pronouns, man. Yeah. Because they know you saw the video, so they know you're thinking there's two people. And when they use they, ah, yes. that's so dumb. It's freaking confusing. It's bad writing, no. dude. This is bad no. journalism, man. That's bad writing. You're not speaking English. Bad nope. journalism. No, you're not speaking. We're done. Th- this is NPR. You guys are not speaking English. Nope. You're not journalists at this point. I'm done. You're not speaking truth. You're also, speaking a narrative. Also, NPR, edit your freaking articles. I'm reading the fucking second sentence. They're more focused on helping stop climate change. Two. Two <laughs> stop climate change, you idiots. You're so focused on there, you're not even putting in the right fucking words to complete the fucking sentence, you morons. <laughs> And nobody caught it. Everybody that read it was just so happy that they used there. They sucked each other's dicks for writing there twice in two Uh, sentences. Mike, you know it, man. Ah, it's terrible. Unbelievable, dude. What happened to journalism? That's what I'm saying. You you were so focused, so focused on making sure you put there in there. And you know they loved it. You couldn't even write. Mike, there's seven words in this sentence and they missed one. This is NPR. (laughs) But But not there. (laughs) <laughs> That's right, dude. The one they didn't miss was the pronoun. Oh, dude, this is so stupid. It's giving me a headache just thinking about it. That's all I wanted to share with everybody. What the uh, fuck is, yeah. Th- 
This is a purple-haired uh, young lady. She's 21. Um, she's an idiot, and she'll regret this later in life. She's brainwashed. <laughs> you <think> so? Yes. <laughs> yeah, when she tries to get a job with a felony on her record. Yeah, well, she'll be going by she at that point, I'm sure. But, oh, she'll uh, be back to she. Yeah. Holy crap, dude. So focused on the pronouns in two, sentence, two sentences. You can't even get two. Helping, <laughs> helping to stop climate change. Morons. It's amazing. Frank, you're missing the b- bigger picture. Right, grammar's not as important when you're being inclusive. <laughs> what do we look like? Some kind of journalist? <laughs> Mike, grammar is racist and a, a sign of white supremacy, bro. Get it right. <laughs> to, to be honest with you, now that I think about it, just English sounds racist if you use it properly. <laughs> That's right. So we should start using it improperly. That's right, man. Yeah. So I loved it. I, I just, you know, I, you know me, Mike. I love to just cruise around the NPR and just get a flavor for what's going on over there. And, man, this one took me for a spin. I, like, I had to roll through the first couple paragraphs like a few times really – figure out what language they were actually using. <laughs> and I came to this conclusion, dude, this is why we're at such a weird point here societally in America is we're speaking two languages. Oh, absolutely. Fuck yeah. We don't even understand. I can't even read two sentences into NPR and understand what they're sp- saying. That's why, I mean, the, the whole talk about national divorce, like, dude, we're already two different people. It's you know messed I mean? up, man. Like, it's literally two different people. Yeah. So, so I'm just I'm floored by uh by where how low NPR has gone. You know, not that I held it to such a high standard, but I, I assumed maybe they would spell check and you know maybe <laughs> tell the news, drop the pronouns. The pronouns is just so ridiculous. Yeah, that's gonna go. I think I give that about another year. Yeah, I do too. Uh, it's gonna go. It will. It will hopefully go. And um, maybe- and we're all gonna rem- We're gonna remember all you assholes that used it. Yeah, and this. Yeah. This has everything to do with <clears throat> college think and university, you know, group think or whatever it is. And this stuff has leaked into our modern culture, and now it's in Webster's dictionary and all that bullshit. Uh. <laughs> I don't know if you caught what was going around, Mike. I didn't swing it your way at all the last couple of days, but they're debating college affirmative action. Oh, it's beautiful. In the Supreme Court. This is a hot freaking topic. I didn't, yeah, this is so funny. I didn't actually realize, Mike, <laughs> Whitey can step this one out, actually, man. I had no idea. Oh, this is not on us. No, we get to wipe our hands no. clean. This is amazing. Oh, no, 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 no. We've been shit on this whole time. No, no, no. Now it's you guys. <laughs> now they're, this is being fought between other groups. This is so incredible. Nobody's arguing whether or not you can shit on white people. That has been affirmed. This is agreed upon. <laughs> <laughs> Universally agreed upon. We're not allowed in college anymore. We understand. Okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not even allowed in restaurants in Chicago. <laughs> Straight white man. You, know, you got to suck a dick just to prove you're a fucking minority around here. Yeah, man. Uh, so I had no idea this was like uh, simmering, and uh, apparently it's kind of boiling up to the top here in the news. Um, and I-, I was shocked to there's see there's two cases. Yeah. Okay. There's two of them. Yeah. I-, I didn't realize there's two that. separate ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. 
I was just surprised that there's actually this is like like uh, Asians versus uh, African Americans <laughs> essentially. Which Pretty is- much, but I think so. The, I don't know if I get it right, but I think the one out of California—they're actually fighting for the right to use affirmative action. Okay, because Berkeley. So I think it's California voted that it was illegal. The All state, right. right on. And so I think it's Berkeley wants to be able to use it. Okay. All right. To increase diverse, diversity, and then there's the other one. I think that's out of the Ivy League, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's the one where they discriminated against the Asians. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So I think it's like Berkeley, they can't use it, so there's no blacks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then on the Ivory and then the, the the Ivy League, they're like, well, we are using it and there's too many blacks, and they're all failing. There's just no win when you appeal to victim. There's no reason I should go to Harvard, right? So if you just let me in because you need an Italian, I'm going to fail. <laughs> That's right, dude. Right? It's a lose-lose scenario. It's it really a lose-lose situation. You know what you should have done? Give it to some Asian kid that studied his whole life because he's going to go there and continue to study, right? The stoner Italian is going to continue to be a stoner Italian. Sure, or maybe call me old-fashioned, call me crazy. Let's give it to the people who test into it. You know, the smartest, how about the smartest kids in, co- in high school? They, you know, take tests and get evaluated and get accepted into these really high-ranking uh, schools. then it ends up all know? Asians. Well, then, but, I mean, you know, it's Asians and Jews, dude. When we were in high school, hey, we, were hey, the, Mike, we were the kids not in sports that were just at home studying. The Asians and the Jews, you know, and the Indians. And that's why now they're the ones that are fucking taking over the world. Like, well, you better watch yourself, Mike. You are stepping into yay territory here. And, uh... uh the second, you know, we we gotta be careful when we bring in our Jewish uh, brethren up. Frank, this you gotta set. listen to Yay on uh, um, Lex Friedman. Did he just do Lex Friedman? Yeah, I need yeah. to listen to that. It's yeah. a two and a half hour interview. You're gonna get about forty minutes in. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Yeah, there's really. One, right. There's one point about thirty minutes in where he starts talking about the Holocaust. And how there's a Holocaust happening on Jew on black people in America. Okay, all right. With, with the um, <laughs> with the abortion, they kind of argue over that because I didn't even know Lex was Jewish, but he is a Jew, so <laughs> he was very offended being a guy who's from that part of the world. And uh, well, Mike, a, a, it's <laughs> about five minutes later. Uh, Ye goes on this rant where he compares the CIA to Pixar. It's a great episode. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait to... I gotta check that out. Yeah, the best part is, is Lex Friedman is so logical and, like, scientific, you know? And oh, then yeah. you just have the craziest man in the world talking to him. It is insane. Well, They get into a little bit of a heated exchange. It's that's great. exciting. I can't wait to check that out. Uh, it sounds to me... You know, what's fu- you know what it is? It's like... Kanye... You might be a genius when it comes to music, maybe. I, I don't know, so I'll give it to you because I don't know any better. But you just sat across from a real genius. <laughs> and maybe Kanye would have had a uh, a better conversation with him had he taken advantage of some affirmative action and gone to college, Mike. That might have helped him out. <laughs> nah. He doesn't need college. Uh, well, maybe nobody does. Well, let's uh, take a look and uh, see what's going on in the world of affirmative action. 
can't believe it still exists. I can't either, actually. At the Supreme Court, a cultural crossroads. We know that racism exists. Today, race as a factor <laughs> in college admissions is on the line. I think it definitely needs to come to an end. Decades of legal precedent for affirmative action in higher education could fall, potentially reducing the number of black and Latino students at elite schools. Over a pair of cases challenging race-conscious admissions policies at Harvard and the University of North Carolina. Today, conservative justice Clarence Thomas voiced his skepticism. I've heard the word uh, diversity quite a few times, and I don't have a clue what it means. The three liberal justices <laughs> defended affirmative action for making institutions look more like America during five hours of arguments. Race alone doesn't account for why someone's admitted or not. Cecilia Polanco graduated from UNC in 2016 and says race remains an important consideration to level the playing field. I think we need affirmative action because it will help make spaces more diverse. It will make, and that's better for everyone. The conservative Is group it? behind these cases <laughs> argues that using race in admissions discriminates against other students, namely Asian Americans, and that violates federal law and the Constitution's I mean, I I protection clause. Civil rights issue of Asians. My biggest problem with diversity is better for everybody. Yeah. Is it really? So I would argue that if you have one classroom with 20 kids, right? Yeah. If all 20 kids are equally skilled, equally knowledgeable, they have quite, you know, equal intelligence, then throwing, you know, mixing them with different diverse backgrounds and everything, that's very beneficial, right? Sure. Because these are kids who are equally challenged. They can equally challenge each other and also bring a diverse f frame of uh, experience. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but that same group of 20, would you rather have 20 white kids that are equal, you know? Or do you want 10 white kids, let's just say 10 white kids who are average, Four Asian kids that are far better than everybody else and are not being a challenge at all in the class, right? Yeah. Two black kids, two brown kids, right? Right. And I, you know, and you got like, you know, four white kids and a brown kid and a black kid that are holding everybody back. Is that a better classroom? It's diverse. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. In that case, the diversity doesn't mean shit. tell you something about diversity mike it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter <laughs> this year's world series is the first world series in over 40 years to have no african-american baseball players whoa wow and when they asked manager of the astros who's managing one of the teams how he felt about that uh, he said he was, uh, I believe he said he was disappointed and that uh, this was maybe like one of the lowest marks in the history of baseball. What? They, Seriously? They, uh, I got to look it up. I got to find out what this guy said. He was very disappointed in it. Dusty Baker. And 
I have to say, I found it interesting because, you know, they've outsourced baseball to the Southern, uh, you know, to uh, <laughs> yeah, South America. America. In Central America. Well, well, the funniest part is if nobody, if you guys didn't bring it up, nobody would have noticed. Yeah, because nobody. skin color-wise, you look quite diverse. We can't tell the difference. Exactly. But then you bring... H- half of you we consider <laughs> African-American, whether you've been there or not. You're, you know... Well, and so look, look how we're, like, splitting hairs here now, right? Oh, race is the dumbest thing ever. Assume, it's, well, to like, me, that's well, the dumbest, yeah. Now it's like, well... These guys are black, but they're not really black, right? Is that what we're kind of saying? No, dude, here? because then I know I know guys who are from Africa. They're immigrants so, from Africa, right. and they want nothing to do with you people from America that so, are black. I just, they do not want to be classified with you. They don't want to be anything to do with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I just find it interesting that you know we strive for all this, you know, diversity, and then look, baseball is. You know, compared to when Jackie Robinson, Robinson first laced up and stepped onto that field, man, are we a? Di- is it a diverse game now, man? You know, like yeah, you don't absolutely. Get, you don't get yeah. more diverse than now. Yet it wasn't enough for Dusty Baker, uh, and you know I can kind of see where he's coming from, but like, geez, we, it's just never enough, I guess. Right? No. <laughs> so. I don't know. It's not enough that you made it to the World Series. Next time you got to make it with a black person. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just crazy to me. But, you know, that's uh, that's the focus on, you know, when you focus <laughs> on diversity, you're not going to The worst part it. is there are players there that are darker than people that would be considered African-American. I just would have never known. Had had it not been reported, and or people we there. like we call people African American who have never been to Africa, whose ancestors aren't even from Africa, <laughs> right? I yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I served in the army with this guy who used to get so mad when people would call him African American. He's like he was from uh, Saint Thomas in the Virgin Islands. Yeah, you know for sure. He would just always say, "I've never been to Africa. Nobody I know has ever been to Africa." <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm an American. My family was American. You Crazy. Know, all the ancestors were from the Caribbean. Crazy. That's a, <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, man. So here's, here's But here's my point is if you put if you throw him in that game then, is that considered African American? Well, here's the actual situation. Um during right before the World Series, Baker uh was told this year's World Series is the first in 72 years to not feature a single U.S.-born black player. <laughs> Interesting statistic to bring up before the game. Uh, How many Jews did it take to come up with that stat? Okay, and we're canceled. <laughs> Kanye, you need any uh, podcasters? So uh, here we go. Baker responded that this is, quote, terrible for the state of the game and and said, "quote Wow, terrible! I'm ashamed of the game. Quote me. I am ashamed of the game." Wow. So ashamed. he's ashamed. But look, you guys went for diversity, and what happened in the end is you uh, sold yourselves out to uh, Central America. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. called business, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, there's got to be a, be a better answer to that would be, well, you know, there's plenty of African-Americans in the league. There's plenty of people from the league from all around the world, and these two teams just happen to be the best this year. How about Dusty and, Baker? Could, yeah. He could also say, well, this really uh, speaks a lot to the international reach of MLB and how Ooh, important the game is on the world scale. I would have thrown it back on him and be like, no, Africans. I don't think there's any Americans on there. Have <laughs> <laughs> you been in that locker room? It's all Spanish and Peruvian. <laughs> Can I get a translator up in here? <laughs> You're saying there's not one African-American? Because we just delivered a whole hell of a lot of cocoa butter. What, what? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh man. I mean, well, yeah. Well, we need affirmative action, Mike. That's what we need. <laughs> in baseball? No, no. But I just find it, uh, you know, fascinating that uh, we're always talking about diversity and you know, giving opportunity for people that are minorities. Dude, no matter how know. hard you try, you'll never. That's my, achieve yes. it. No, like, look, we're we're giving. <laughs> No matter how much opportunity goes out to all, you know, how many different minorities there are, we're always going to split hairs on what type of uh, victimhood their culture experienced 100 years ago. Yeah. And it's always going to come down to that. Which, by the way, Italians, we still got you all beat, baby. <laughs> we had it pretty rough. <laughs> Not going to lie. Oh, man, there might be a little left on this action. Let's see here. We'll this is discrimination against Asians. Around the country, nine states have already ended affirmative action for school admissions. The court has a conservative supermajority with a 6-3 to three advantage and has shown a willingness to upend precedent, making the fate of affirmative action for higher education seem so all the more fragile. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So fragile. They've been proven to not uphold precedent. <laughs> Whatever she said. That was so dramatic. Oh, of course, because they have the super majority. <laughs> Did you hear that? The super majority. Ultra conservative super majority. This is a super mega majority. <laughs> yeah, man. They got to freak us out somehow, dude. The nukes didn't work. Climate change out the window, man. <laughs> they got to scare us with these mega freaks. I mean, the real story there is I can't believe nine states already outlawed it. That's great. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, look, to each state, its own. I feel like that's the yeah. whole point of this union is we each get to do our own thing. If you see a state doing something you like, try to get it going in your state. If your state doesn't agree, go move to another state that does. <laughs> yeah, right. I know it's not that easy, but... <laughs> You know. yeah, but we also, I'm living in a state that I don't agree with some of the laws. You know, you gotta. I don't know. No, you make do with what you have. Yeah. And um, you know, unfortunately, I I think the problem with uh, victim culture is there's always this belief that the government is gonna bail me out or help me out here, and the government only bails out banks. People, get it through your heads. <laughs> banks. Yeah, Nobody but banks. <laughs> You're not too big to fail. They are. That's right. Dude. You know? So, I find this all uh, pretty funny. It's just handouts after handouts after handouts, Mike. And maybe that's why we're in such a shitty mess right now as a country. Maybe to turn it around, we could cut back some of the handouts. 
for everybody. Yeah. Why? Yeah, that's what. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> but I was right about a few things. Maybe I'm right about this one. I was right about the fifteen dollars an hour to the fucking bagger at the grocery store. Yeah, no, it's just like you guys just aren't worried about stuff that actually matters. Right? Like affirmative action? I don't know. You offered $15 to the bagger at the grocery store, and now what's going on? Nobody wants to be a bagger at the grocery store because you could make... Because they're they're paying $20 at Blockbuster. Or there's no Blockbuster, but goddamn, I'm old. Oh, damn, you're old. Oh, fucking Blockbuster (laughs) popped into my head. Whoa. I got dementia. Sit me next to Joe. I'm going to start shaking hands with a ghost in about five minutes. <laughs> Blockbuster. Calling for people that are top of mind. <laughs> top of mind. Top of top mind. Of mind. Top. What was that article you sent me? I can't believe I don't even remember the what the article was, dude. But that headline. was USA Today. It was in the headline, Mike. Top of mind. USA Today. It was top of mind. This has to be a uh, sci or like an MK Ultra code word. I'm telling no, you. No, I think this is just a paying they're they're paying tribute, showing their obedience. No, they don't like yeah. Jean Pierre, Karine, ho ho, wee wee. They don't oh, like. Oh, not to her, her no. but to the party. Oh, we still tow. We still tow the party line. The Top party. Line. You know, when you say the party, it sounds so much. You know, like 1984. Oh. Comrade. Uh, this is V for Vendetta, dude. Ooh, yeah. Great yeah, the party. Have you watched Thinking that recently? Sh- fucking incredible. Did you give it a recent viewing? I should, I should dive in. It, don't. It's scary. Don't. It's scary. We're headed there. I feel like we're, we're there. That was how they got to where they were, was through a virus that the fucking government released. And it killed the kids. At that Sh- orphanage. Yeah. But it was actually them testing on them. That's <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude. We're in a we're in a uh, we're in a we're in a really weird place. I would say we are in the midst of a real life sci-fi. <laughs> I got into movie. an argument with mom over Melania Trump. This sounds fantastic. I can't wait to. Hear and this. it blew my it like. I couldn't get through to her that, like, all I was trying to get through to her is that the most amazing fact of the whole argument was that you brought up Melania Trump, somebody who was married to the president t- two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about plastic surgery. All right. And uh, uh, we were talking about, like, a uh, woman who get too many facelifts. Yeah. And I was like, I was trying to explain it. And I was like, you know, I was like, kind of like the first person I could think of my mind that was like somebody that we all know is Kamala Harris. Right. All right. Yeah. Is she facelift uh, queen? Oh, because I go look at her face compared to her neck. (laughs) There's a a 20 year difference. Right. All right. It's kind of a toss out joke, you know? Yeah. It's kind of funny, but right away, mom goes, oh, God, I know. It, just like um, what's her name, Melania <laughs> Trump. You could just tell she's oh, she looks disgusting. And then we got into this, we got into this art, like we got into this whole argument about how they cannot even admit that she's just objectively beautiful. 
No, like, they, they can't. Like, what society has deemed beautiful for thousands of years, she fits into that category. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think she was a model. It, Am I off on that one? <laughs> I, I mean, they paid her millions. Of, dude, it got so bad. <laughs> and then I, I got into this whole argument with her about how, like, dude, do you see what's happening? Like, the TV, Donald Trump is living in your brain. Yeah. He's just living in there, right? And when I bring up somebody who's the Speaker of the House today, the first thing you bring up is somebody two years ago, right? Right. And then I brought up somebody that, uh, then what did I say? I was like, oh, you know, I was like, you could have even brought up Sarah Palin and I would have given it to you (laughs) because she just ran, you know? Yeah. And then it got real crazy. Here we go. Sarah Palin's more beautiful than Melania. Whoa. What? (laughs) It has nothing to do with the fact that the supermodel's married to the person I hate. (laughs) Wow. That's a bold, bold statement. So according to our parents, Michelle Obama, who's definitely a man, big boy, and Kamala Harris, and Sarah Palin are more beautiful than Melania. The woman who literally, like, those three, like, I, I try to explain to her, like, you understand the three women you're saying here, they had to make a career in politics because they're not beautiful enough to make a career out of modeling. Wow. Well, that's a good call. Yeah. Right? Sure. Any one of them would have chosen modeling if they could have. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Who wouldn't? Uh. Frank, you don't even go to law school if you're beautiful enough to be a model. <laughs> I don't know, dude. You ever seen the kids at law school? Fucking trolls. They all look like Ben Shapiro. Uh, even Mike, the girls. I get all my yeah. law knowledge from She-Hulk, attorney at law. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> <laughs> no one's talking She-Hulk anymore. I had to bring it back up, man. I'm so sad. It's gone. Oh man, yeah, that really that died just that died with the fucking Lord of the Rings thing too. <laughs> Whatever happened to that one? Yeah, I don't know. The right is no good at keeping their uh, fake outrage. <laughs> I don't think anybody was outraged. I think they were just like, hey, yeah, we're not going to watch. Shows it. are all yeah, they're over. It was like the left that was outraged that we weren't watching it. <laughs> like that Eckner guy or whatever that faggot is. Uh, with the bros. Yeah, he's he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude. You can't make a bad movie and then be mad at the people, you know? That guy's going to show up at the at the Academy Awards and do something outrageously homoerotic, and it's going to be cheered, and it's going to be so ah, gross. So? Yeah, it's, yeah, you know it. Come on, man. Everything now for that stuff is just shock value at this point. Yeah, but it's not shocking anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Right? No, it's not. It's um Like if you showed up in a three piece suit with a woman in a normal dress, that's shocking. I would be fucking shocked. And you actually talked at a normal you know, normal fucking volume and you didn't make a big scene, that would be the biggest scene. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, show up with Melania on your side. Really make it. <laughs> She's too beautiful. <laughs> beautiful women are busy. You know? They couldn't handle Melania. Um, and that's why I always love <laughs> There's the... so much hate, dude. You cannot yeah. tell me she's not beautiful. 
it's a trophy wife, his third wife or whatever. That's why women hated it because this guy what? had a billion dollars. And he's like, I'll pick that one. I mean, come on. For I'm sure. sorry, Yola. You got picked by fucking <laughs> some greasy Italian in high school. <laughs> Also, it's this image of, you know, Trump sends this kind of um, thought to all the men the men out there, like, you want to be successful like me, dump that fat broad you're with now and marry someone half her age. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and then 25 years later, rinse and repeat, baby. You know, like, that's his whole, like, thing. So, I, yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, women and they, the women don't like know that. too. They do, but the women don't like They're that message. It. They're not into it. Yeah. I get it. He's the pussy grabber. But that's why the pussy likes him. I guess yeah. so, man. I don't know. Or they like the money. Or, you know, hey, she could have been, you know, escaping some I was told by a wise <laughs> man, pussies were made to be grabbed. You know? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well we're at that hour break mike the fastest hour in Oof. the universe people believe it or not uh i need to investigate here mike you sent me some action uh you gave me a clip with uh it's got this whole intro did you want to rock the intro or do you want to just go into the song and maybe we'll do the dude intro? i think the intro is better than the song because i think everybody knows the song but i don't think anybody's heard the story nobody's right? heard the story have you I feel like he kind of tells the story in the song every time well, no, I feel like the song... Okay. The you, song you can skip the ahead to the story, but the funniest part I thought is, dude, because I literally knew a guy that did that with the AWOL. <laughs> right. So in the story, he talks about how Leroy Brown was just this guy from Chicago that didn't give a fuck. And they're in basic training. They got drafted. And one day, he just decides he's going to leave. He goes AWOL. But then at the end of the month, he came back to receive his paycheck. <laughs> genius. And as, he, and as soon as he came back, they locked him up. Like I literally knew a guy who was gone AWOL. Nobody knew what happened to him. One day we show up in the morning for formation to work out, you know? Yeah. So we're all just standing there in line waiting to be counted. And this dude just comes fucking <laughs> stro strolling down the sidewalk, dude. <laughs> not even joking, like in uniform. <laughs> and, it, and like nothing happened. Just gets in line. In, in his spot in formation. Wow. And our first sergeant dude just like stopped counting. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, <laughs> he goes, I'm going to need to talk to you after this, hero. <laughs> they just fucking counted him. It was so fucking stupid. Wow. He, he ended up going to the jail after that. But. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, they all do in the end, I guess. It's so funny, dude, because it, it did always make me think, like, you're AWOL. The government's looking for you. You can't do anything. Like, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> Once you sober up and the drugs run out, just show back up. <laughs> <laughs>